podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello you miserable bastards and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn and joining me is Ross Davidson. Hello. And Craig Devine. Alright. It has, it has been a while since uh, since we last all got together to talk about St Mon. Um I'd like to say a lot has happened but it's not really. Um, we'll try not to talk about Covid too much. I think we're all a little bit sick of it but there's a vaccine coming out soon so get that I look forward to um but we'll, we'll go straight into the, the the football I guess so Dundee United no no I'll open the floor I uh, yeah. this is where it gets a bit controversial isn't it because some folk are happy and I'm not I'm with Craig I'm not happy either <laughs> I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm no, happy I, I, about it but um like we we managed to defend really well, we kept Lawrence Shanklin quiet all game. We just couldn't finish. That's mainly that. I don't know if uh, we kept Lawrence Shanklin quiet all night, or if Dundee United's tactics kept him quiet all night. I don't know how much of that's to do with us, to be honest. But we just we didn't seem to want to score, did we? No, not at all. Not at all. Um, was it something like sixteen shots? We had or something and zero on target. I mean, we're, we're, we're creating chances, just not taking them. <laughs> I, I just, I think we finished the game with just under sixty percent possession. Mm-hmm. You said was it sixteen shots on goal, mm-hmm. none on target. As you said, we're kind of getting close. I suppose if you want to spin it that way, but I just, I can't take that as a positive. I think that's criminal to have that amount of possession at home particularly at home, that amount of chances, that amount of shots and goal and not test the goalkeeper once. I'm not taking any positives away from those two statistics. I think that's mm-hmm. uh, really poor going. It should, just shows how toothless we are up front. We might we can get shots from outside the box or half chances, but we just don't have anybody that can hit the target. Uh, really frustrating, especially against a team like Dundee United. I know they're kind of at the top end of the part, uh, top end of the, the league table, but that's a team that have just come up. We should be beating them, and if we controlled the game, um, as as much as we did in terms of possession, we should be taking two or three goals off them. I, I just I'm not accepting those stats as positives at all. Fair enough. We may we may as well bring the Morton game into this as well because again, it's mainly I think the issues that we saw against Dundee United are the same issues we saw against Morton. Um, so we can kind of treat it all as like one big match. Um, I mean, we, we that first half, it was kind of like the first half at Dundee United. We controlled the game really well. Um, we took, we managed to take a chance, uh, but we really, really should have took a bit more. Aye. I actually thought we played um, pretty well the first half against Morton. Um, we kept up, you know, Pepper and their goal. I think it was like another 13 shots that we had at their goal and we actually... Scored one, had a few on target, but then the second half kind of put paid to that, and it was just the polar opposite of the first half. And I've no got a clue what the the halftime instructions were. Um, 
because it just shat all over the positive positivity in the first half. Yeah, it was a strange one. How, how like how polar opposite the second half was. Mm-hmm. I think how well we played in the first half against Morton is exactly what I was wanting to see and what I'm complaining about how poor we were against United. Mm-hmm. We had plenty on target against Morton. I know it's a lesser opposition, I get that, but we controlled more or less the same amount of possession. We probably had round about the same amount on on goal, but we had more on target and we looked far more likely to score uh, against Morton than we did score. And that's what I wanted to see. We need to take that into games against Premiership opposition, especially if we control the game so, so well. And have so much of the ball. I thought we were really good against Morton in the first half. I know I've spent a lot of time criticising Kyle McAllister, but I thought he was really good in that first half. Yeah, really I was intelligent with the passing into the the kind of final third. The we kind of threw balls for a beaker. That chance he had mm-hmm. it was excellent. But um, I just got into the second half with those changes. I just I don't. I, I mean, I get he's tr- he said in the radio he was a lot of boys are looking for fitness and he's going to juggle the team about and things like that, but. We've got a game on Saturday you can do that with. It's mm-hmm. Morton at home and the A Cup tournament, no matter what cup it is, you need to understand that even in these times, their games that you need to win. We, need to, we want to beat our rivals. We want to play your best side and score as many goals against them. That's not the sort of fixture you tinker your team with and throw guys on to give them game time and uh, change, the, change the team. I thought we were pretty structureless and uh, rudderless in that second half and it's just mm-hmm. not acceptable for me in a derby game. I was going to bring up Kyle McAllister there as well um, we have given him a lot of stick on the podcast and that's probably rightly so uh, but this is the Kyle McAllister we've been hearing about for a while, I know it is lesser op- uh, opposition but like he, he was faultless, it looked like he actually cared and that's what we've really been asking for this season because there were so many games where it just he looked just completely not interested so it was actually nice to see him like have a bit of an interest into the match, we've shown what he can do, we just need to see more of it and more of it maybe at the higher level that he is supposed to be at Yeah, he looked as if he had a taste for it against Morton, he looked interested he was actually riding tackles, taking hits, not diving out. I know, kind of, he was going into 50-50s and coming away with the ball. Or he knew a hit was coming and he would take it. And really brave, which we don't see from him that often. I think mm-hmm. he's kind of lightweight and he just doesn't look that arsed a lot of the time. Shite bag. Ah, uh, yeah, total shite bag, to be honest. <laughs> um, his deliveries were fantastic. and mm-hmm. uh, Particularly for uh, the corners and things like that, which we, we scored from. I believe was it, I was a corner. We scored yeah, it was corner. Um, he was playing really, really well, and I was quite disappointed to see him getting taken off. But we don't know the. Again, he never lasted a, a ninety minutes, which is worrying. But we don't know the kind of reasons behind that. He's maybe taking a knock or whatever. But Plus, was, you've got to remember. More, I want to see more of that. Yeah, I want to see more of that. Um, we've been half the team, or most of the team's been self isolating for two weeks and been stuck in their houses, not really been able to do much. So. You kind of get that if, like, Kel McAllister, we've seen, hasn't really had the fitness to last a full 90 minutes when the season got going. Um, because it's been stop start, it's probably not really helped him a lot. Hopefully, we can get him a wee bit back up to fitness. Um, and that is signs that 
we might have a player still in there. Maybe Connolly's um, lit a fire under him because both Connolly's came in and made an impact straight away. I think obviously there's a lot of us asking for him to to start instead of Marias. Um, <laughs> what, what has he done to not be getting a start? There? I, I don't know if it's a fitness issue himself or what. Good I have no idea. Was that? <laughs> Goodwin's wife issue. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I'm of the opinion that you start the guys like that and take them off when they tire. Yep. Do, mm-hmm. the, do the damage early on and take them off when they tire, not the other way about. Right? As Craig said, he's must have, he must have shagged somebody's wife. That <laughs> It must be a David Moyes, uh, Wilfred Zaha situation. Because <laughs> Connolly, I mean, every time you see him play for someone, he's been excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he could be the answer playing kind of in behind the striker that, that kind of guy goes beyond a wee bit he's just I, I really really like him and if Kyle McAllister's back on form who seems to be out of self-isolation well it did start in 2019 to be fair but he seems to be out of self-isolation <laughs> now these are two guys that could be pivotal to um, our fortunes going forward as long as they're on form mm. I and think a, a, maybe a wee mix of what you say it's, I would be starting Connolly keeping them on for 60, 65 minutes and then bringing McAllister on, you don't need to worry about the, having yeah. the fitness to last the full 90 and it's the perfect storm, isn't it? Absolutely, especially if we get to kill McAllister for uh, Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect mm-hmm. formula, I think. Yeah. Also, we, we might be looking at what Conley may have done, but we don't know about Marias. Maybe Marias has compromising photos of Goodwin. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to have something because nobody can explain how he gets a game I just I can't fathom how he's still in favour because he tries I think that is literally it I I always think you should never let a player go until you've got another body to replace them and in Marais's case I would I would grant an exception and just punt him in January <laughs> to who? who who's, who's selling him or who's buying him even <laughs> I don't know. Got his contract. <laughs> he managed to, his agent managed to get us to take him, so I'm sure they can work his magic and get him somewhere mm-hmm. else. But he now has a full complement other than Flynn, really, to pick mm-hmm. from. Marias must be way, way down the options. If he continues to start when we've got a full squad to pick from, you need to ask questions. He just doesn't do anything. He's not good enough. No. He would be the best striker in the league if the goal was 15 metres higher and 20 metres to the left. Mm-hmm. He'd, he'd score every one of them. <laughs> that's, that's all he does. Still hit the post. <laughs> if the post was a goal. Yeah, uh, it's just... Uh, I've just never taken to him and I never will. I just, I've totally sold out on him. I, I, I just cannot bring myself to admit that he's any good, and I, I don't think there's anybody really out there that likes him as a as a player. He's just not shown in at all. I think I like him because everybody hates him. <laughs> I generally, I just want him to do something. I, mean, don't, I don't ever wish a some player to be poor. I don't ever wish to have a hate figure, or but I just there's nothing there that shows me any glimpse of ability or him turning the corner or it's just I don't get it at all and it was just his luck's out I mean he gets scalped clean in the face off his own teammate the other night <laughs> and knocked to the I mean when your luck's no in your luck's no in you know yeah well I think maybe once Flynn is back maybe we'll start seeing Marias drop down 
Again, although we don't know what kind of player we're going to get back with Flynn, was a serious injury he's had. He's probably not had the best rehabilitation with the fact that every time he's getting up close to coming back, we've had to stop training and self-isolate because people can't stick to regulations or whatever the reasons are. We, we don't know. I mean, <laughs> less COVID. Yeah, I know. Um, so, so going forward, how do you see the rest? Like, how, how do we sort of turn the corner? Start scoring goals. <laughs> Pretty much it. I mean, it's pathetic. We've scored six goals mm-hmm. in how many games? 11 games. The next closest team to us is, to be fair, it's Ross County that's played like three more games than we have. But when you look at the table, you look at Hamilton, they're 12th, we're 11th. They've scored seven or eight, scored twice as many goals as we have. And it's just, it's, it's been a problem for the entire time Goodwin's been in charge, to be honest, is that we've just we've not been able to put the ball in the net, regardless of how well we play or how poor we play. doesn't seem to matter. We just don't score. Mm-hmm. And it's worrying. And I, I can see us getting to the end of this like, calendar year 2020. We'll not hit double figures in the league. I don't think that's unreasonable for <laughs> me to say that because we're nearly halfway through November and we've only got six goals. So where are they coming from? I, I think you're spot on, Craig. And... If you look at our upcoming fixtures towards the turn of the year, it's really scary where, never mind a goal, where we're going to get a point from. <laughs> um, I just think we can't score goals. I don't think Goodwin can coach a team in how to score goals. And my major worry is that if Hamilton pull the trigger on Brian Rice before we do with Goodwin, and they employ well. Now, Tommy Wright's been mentioned, I don't know. I think he'd be crazy to take the Hamilton gig. But if he does and he sorts out that defence of theirs, Hamilton can score goals, and they have done. Mm-hmm. They get beat, but they get beat 5-3, or, you know, they're, they're capable of scoring goals. And the big guy, Ogunpo up front, really good, and they've got guys in and around him that can chip in with the goals. That's something we don't do. Now, if they employ well, we could be cut adrift big time by the turn of this year, and we can't afford that at all. And if... Uh, Super Tony Fitzpatrick's got any aspirations as making top six, then they need to have a right good think about what's going on. Because I think we're in danger of being rooted to the bottom pretty quick. Is that maybe the, the, the key here? Get somebody in that can coach a forward? Because we well, don't have any forward coaches at the club. Literally the point I was about to make is I don't see a huge gulf between us and the other team in the league. I think we've, Goodwin's got the sort of defence structured really well. We've recruited like excellent this season, in mm-hmm. my opinion. We've brought in some brilliant players that we never thought we'd bring in. Marcus Fraser, Richard Tate. Um, we never thought we'd have a, a fantastic replacement for uh, Vaclav Ladke that we have in Jack Anik, um, who, even known didn't even make a save, still made it into the team of the week for the Sun for Chris Boyd. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, don't <laughs> um, I, I don't think we're a mil- million miles off becoming sort of a, a, a like getting away from that relegation zone I think it's literally one thing and obviously the one thing is a big thing we need to start scoring goals we need to start taking our chances changing the manager I don't think it's going to help us um, but what you made the point of there Craig is backroom staff when you look at that coach coaching team the only attacking coach that we really have is Junior Mendes who is a fitness coach but a sports scientist so 
why we need to maybe have a wee look at that. And the other thing is we have quite a, out the coaching team. They're all very young, new coaches. We don't really have someone with a bit of an elder head, a bit more experienced. Um, kind of like when Orn Kearney, when he came in, he brought in some older coaches in with him. Um, Jimmy Nicol, uh, people with a bit more about them that have maybe a wee bit more knowledge of how to sort of fix this issue. Um, even like you can see like we're what, 11 games into the season and we still don't really have a settled first 11 and we probably won't have a settled first 11 because this league is, or this year, or this season so far, has been an anomaly. Um, we've had to stop start because of COVID. Um, there's no fans in the ground. I, I genuinely believe that if there was fans in the ground of the Morton game and the way that we played in the first half, we would have went in at halftime about 3-4-0 and the fans would have carried mm -hmm. on to the players um, to push forward. I don't think we're a million miles off where we should be. I mean, we should, um, and it is, even if we go a former striker that's been about the leagues, maybe top flight Scottish league, maybe played in England for a bit. We, we don't even need to offer it full time. Like just a couple of, like come in a couple of training sessions a week, work with the strikers, just something that Goodwin probably doesn't have the knowledge of being a defensive player. Langfield obviously is the goalkeeper coach. And then you've got, um, Lee Sharp, who was also a defensive-minded player as well. Someone just with a bit more attacking know-how and a bit more knowledge about how to try and get the striker scoring goals. Aye, I think equally to your point about the fans, just while I remember that it's a good point. I think we probably would have battered Morton by two or three in the first half if the fans were in. But equally, I think Goodwin's lucky fans aren't there to let him know that this isn't good enough. Mm -hmm. He'll soon know that um, he's got guys on his back because it ain't good enough and I get the coaching idea and I really want us to maybe investigate that or go down that route but this isn't a new season, new problem. We couldn't score goals last year. Goodwin should have been sharp enough to identify that and get somebody in that can teach the boys how to score goals. Mm -hmm. Now, he can't do that. I think, I agree with you in the squad thing, I think this is probably the best squad we've had in the Premier League for a long, long time. Yep. Uh, Shaughnessy at the back's a fantastic centre half. Uh, Foley, maybe not so much now, great midfielder. Big OB up front, it's not the worst in the world. We've got a fantastic goalie. We've got a good squad, and on paper, we, a, a reputable manager or a guy that's got the track record of being a good manager, which Goodwin doesn't, can get the best out of this squad and play football and teach them how to score goals. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not laying everything on Goodwin's door, but the buck ultimately stops with him. And when are we going to get to the point where it becomes a Goodwin problem and not, uh, we don't have the coach, we don't have an attacking coach, or we're having so many shots but none are hitting the target, we're just unlucky. It gets to a point where you go, this isn't working, let's make a change. And I'm getting very close to that point. Now he's a cup, he's a cup winning hero, he's a gentleman, he's a great guy, but personally I think, I don't think he's cut out to be a, a Premiership manager. That might be okay at Alloa. Win some, you lose some. You go one up, you might lose a late goal and draw one each. Substitutes don't work, hard lines. No, that doesn't work in the Premier League when we're trying to get top six. Mm -hmm. the, the only thing I look at is, as well, we, obviously the, the argument is we can't keep sacking managers, but then if the managers become like in a, in a position... 
can't keep employing poor managers. Yeah, that's the camp I'm in as well right now. But I get both sides. I don't know if that's a weird position to take, but I kind of get get both sides. It's yeah. no good enough, but you kind of keep bagging managers. I, I wonder if you're onto something, and we just need to give the strikers coach a chance because mm-hmm. we are not far off. I, I agree with you. I think this is one of the best squads we've had in a while. This isn't a squad that should be in eleventh. We should be in. Dare I say it, sixth or seventh spot in the league, and we're not far off. I mean, when you look at the league table, we've got three games on hand in hand on most teams, and we're only four or five points behind. But we're four points behind tenth, five points behind ninth. We're, we're not far off, but I, I, I don't know what we can do other than try to bring in someone that can teach us to put the ball in the net and. Like good one, play on for a wee bit. Maybe, maybe it's like what you say with the fans not being in the stadium. He's going to be given a little bit longer, and it's his saving grace. But I, I just don't know. It is, a, it is a difficult position to be in because, again, we 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 don't know um, how to fix this. Like he's got a lot of positives on his side, but he's also got a lot of negatives against them at this moment as well. Like we can also say, like I can understand why people might be wanting to see him go. While I'm not there at the moment. Um, you, even if you take away the fact that we're not scoring goals, there's a lot of tactical decisions which he was guilty of last season as well that seemed to be making a big difference. Right, we we don't know what happened with Erehon and why he was taken off at halftime against um against Morton, but that obviously was changed the game completely. And it is a bit strange that like a young player that we're finally playing in centre mid for the first season, um is that much of an effect on our squad when we take him out mm-hmm. um, and yeah it's, it is a strange one especially when we went out all attacking um, or we thought we were going to go out all attacking against Morton when at one point we had three strikers on the pitch and I think I messaged in the group I, I can see us winning about 6-0 here but the, the tactics didn't follow the players that he put on and almost instantly we conceded and I had to retract that statement the thing is good, Goodwin he clearly does have something about him at times because if you look at them quite far back now admittedly but the Aberdeen game he got the tactics spot on in that game apart and apart from the, the absolute worldy that Ethan scored mm-hmm. we didn't look like putting the ball in the back of the net at all we could have played that game four or five times and if Ethan hadn't smacked that one into the back of the net we wouldn't have scored so there's just there's something that just wee bit is just missing so that's like when, when you're, you're looking at the coaching side of things it could possibly we're two coaches away. We need a like at Lee Sharp. I don't know what the guy's like, but usually when you see a young manager come in, he has a much older assistant, like someone who's been there, maybe managed a bit himself and knows a bit more tactically, who can give him advice. Lee Sharp's coaching career started the same time as Goodwin's did, and again with the whole striking coach thing, we don't have an attacking coach in our setup, and it is something like. It's not difficult to say why are we not scoring goals or we don't have a attacking coach. If we had an attacking coach in there, then you can still then you can ask a bit more questions. Going right, what what's the problem we have? But when you look at it, there's quite an obvious way of fixing that, and it is an attacking coach. I don't know if we have it in the budget for another coach. That's why I would say maybe get one of the older guys. Get my eyes out. But we've cracked it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll are we, uh, we two good coaches, uh, two, two reasonable coaches away from fixing it, or one good manager away from fixing it? <laughs> you know? I, I, I see your point, yeah. 
Uh, the same price. I, I, I mean, I'm not. I, I honestly don't mean to be contrary or, or negative or whatever. I just, I just think it's it's just bizarre. You're going to the the, the tactical side of things, um, especially against Morton. I mean, with Erwin, Dennis, and Obika up front at one time against Morton, and we were just launching mm-hmm. high. But I mean, that was like a Tommy Craig, Alan, uh, Alan Stubbs style second half tactical move I mean substitutions were mental but Cameron McPherson was sitting on the bench when Sam Foley was clearly toiling didn't bother bringing Cammy on I don't know what he needs to do to get like a regular run in the team Ethan was fantastic in the first half alright might be a fitness or a, a knock again similar to McAllister he gets taken off we juggle things around it's just his tactical decisions are absolutely crazy and um it's not just one game that you can like go by. Uh, usually, every single game he has some sort of mental, tactical move, and they may end up on the back foot and allowing teams to come on to us. I mean, Morton looked better than Dundee United looked the other night in that second half, mm-hmm. purely because we were just all over the place. I think it's just dangerous. I just don't think he's tactically able to to manage at the top level. I really don't. I think the, the the next game coming up, um, Queen's Park. The obviously Queen's Park have improved vastly, and, and they're bringing in some like I'd say they've probably got a championship squad of some of the players that they've brought in. But this is where you've got to kind of look at completely controlling the match and getting a few goals. Like um, he, he has to set up attacking, and he, he's, if we win this game one 0 or like two late goals or anything, that's not going to do anything to get the fans off his back. He's going to have to go and absolutely go for it. And yeah, we're going to have to win, I'd say, by about, th- even if it was 2-0, but we controlled the whole match or possibly 3-0. But if it's like a scrappy, like no no half time, it's not uh, like it's not going to do him any favours at all. No, and uh, a performance against Queen's Park in the League Cup. Uh, a Aye, and it was it was a a, a factor in the kind of ending of stubs mm-hmm. his reign. So I hope it's not a poignant fixture, a poignant stadium for Goodwin either. But we should have put out a full eleven against Morton and absolutely battered them. They were coming off a five 0 defeat against Wraith for the Saturday previous, and used Saturday as the experimental game, putting guys on that needs a run around, maybe even playing Flynn. Mm-hmm. But now, as you say, Jamie, we need to go and win and win convincingly there to show that we've capable of scoring goals, particularly the strikers. They need to get on the score sheet, and we need to come away with a comfortable one. Yep. Dad, dare ask for predictions? <laughs> I, I think we will win, but I think what you said a minute ago, I think it'll be a scrappy. 2-1 or a 1-0 I don't think we're going to anyway win convincingly at all Craig? I, I want to give a positive note before I move on to a negative note so I'll say we're going to win 4-0 we're going to go at it and attack them and pump them but I hate to say this I hate to admit this I'm, I find it really hard right now to get myself up for games yeah look forward to games like sitting and I, I forgot on Wednesday we were playing Morton how pathetic is that and I don't know 
I don't even think that's something to do with the fact that we're at home watching this because I was buzzing all week for the Scotland game last night. I just mm-hmm. couldn't get myself interested in the the Renfrewshire derby, and that's a terrible thing to admit. Yeah, uh, no, you're right. I'm the same. Mate. It was just we're boring. We're just a boring, boring football team. We know, no even any style or any kind of style of play that excites you or gets you off your seat or. We're just a boring football side that can't score goals, and I don't blame you for not being up for watching the games. I really struggle as well. I just, I just, if I wasn't doing this every week. I would have probably missed a good few games and no cared. Aye, damn the same. I mean, I, I just want like even a wee run, but two or three games that we just we win a couple of games and we don't get beat for four or five games. Is that too much to ask for? <laughs> that's the thing, and we're not carrying a squad that's. A Tommy Craig style squad where nobody in the squad's good. We've got a really good squad, with really good players. Um, it's just hard to watch them just not turn up every week. Well, my prediction is going to be six 0 and Marias to score five of them and set up the last one. All right. <laughs> so. Thank you. Listen, I'll take that, and I would happy um, happily apologise to Marias for my negative comments on him if he scores. What did you say? He's going to score five. five of them. Five and a 6-0 win. Mm-hmm. He's got the crack pipe done. I know. <laughs> I would get Junior Marais portrait tattooed on my back if he scores any more than one in Saturday. Oh! <laughs> 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 I was going to say i you if you said five. But any, more than one all, <laughs> any more than one all season. <laughs> you heard it here. Right, so he's getting a Junior Marais tattoo if he scores more than one goal against Queen's Park. <laughs> That'll go nicely against your Misery Hunters tattoo you have to get for the Fantasy League. So. Am I still bought I haven't looked in a while, but I just presume so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm talking of shite about football in here, so who's to say my Fantasy team's going to be any good? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on to something a bit lighter for um, for everybody. Uh, Craig came up with a name for it. I mean, it wasn't too far off the original name we had for the previous game. Uh, this is, who the fuck do you play for? <laughs> We don't have a jingle yet. We'll need to send us in journeyman of who we can try and get to record us a jingle. Um, oh, I wouldn't call him a journeyman. Controversial. No. No. I want you to get. I want you to track down Alan Gow. Uh, Alan Gow. <laughs> uh, who else? I want you to track down Musa Dagnogo. Get, get out, but I'll, I'll try and get, get Mr. Mr. Dagnogo to record something for us. Who the fuck do you play for? No, 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 Dad Dagnogo. <laughs> so, Craig, uh, I believe you've won the past two games in a row. Did indeed. Uh, and for that reason, we'll let Ross go first. Like, give him a okay. chance. So, <laughs> this first player, uh, 10 clubs he's played for. So. Mixu Patalainen. What is your first bid? He's thinking. Five. Five clubs. Craig, can you name six? No, I've got four. Four, right. Ross, what's the five? Uh, Bolton. Yes. Hibs. Yes. No, St. Johnson. Yep. St. Mirren. The United. Correct. So again, I apologise for the pronunciation of these clubs. Well, one of the clubs. He started his career at 
Valkate Koskin Hacker. Then went to Dundee United, Aberdeen, Bolton, Wills, Hibs, Strasbourg, St. Johnson, St. Myrne, and then Cowden Beef. I was going to say Cowden Beef. I could have matched you. <laughs> I think was that not who he went on to manage yes he played 10 games uh, as well yeah. I think he was player manager I remember being devastated when he left us <laughs> I love big Mixu Mixu Pat Lining what a fucking signing <laughs> I've still got his name and my password for stuff I realised that when <laughs> you sent me the password <laughs> I was going to ask when you sent me the password for um, BT Sport which is no longer a thing and it had that in it I was like is that from it was, aye. It was with a bunch of random numbers after yeah. it that you could never kind of match them. But aye, there you go, everyone. That's my password this year. <laughs> so, next up for you, Craig, to start off with. Now, I was surprised at how many clubs he played for. I knew he played for a few. But think of the players we've done in this game. This player has played for more than any we've done so far. So, Ismail Goncalves only had 12 clubs. This player has 13. It's John Sutton. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, so Craig, Craig, what's your first bid? A lot of silence. I count them up. Just got a pen and paper for this next time. Got a pen and paper next to me. Can I write it down? Uh, yeah, as long as you're not googling anything, I'm sure that's fine. If Ross agrees with it, you yeah. show you're show yeah. you're working. Show you're working. Show you're working in the margin. <laughs> I don't know why I'm writing it down because I can only think of three off the top of my head. So three. <laughs> you, sit, you just try to psych Ross out. You're sitting there counting yeah. in your head, and you looks like you were naming like nine, but three. Can you do more than three clubs, Ross? I'm pretty can. sure. I can do four. Four. Craig. Five, I think, actually. Oh, he's gone with five. Craig, can you do six? Uh, I've got five to now. One of them might be wrong. So six. <laughs> he's played for that many clubs. Yep, 13. 13. No, I, I think. So, Ross, five. could go 2 0 up here. Right, I'm going to go Millwall. Correct. Oh, you bastard. Wraith. Correct. St. Mirren. Correct. Motherwell. Correct. Hearts. Correct. Five. So he started his career at Tottenham, then went to Carlisle, Swindon Town, Wraith, Millwall, Dundee, St. Mirren. Oh, fuck. Dundee. Yep, Dundee, then St. Mirren, Wickham Wanderers, Motherwell, Hearts, Central Coast Mariners, St. Johnson, and then Morton. St. Johnson? Did mm -hmm. he play for St. Johnson? Yep. I had Morton. He played for St. Johnson before we signed him back again for the second time. I will admit, I, I, I've took out um, like doubles. He played for us twice, and he played for Motherwell twice, and I think he played for another club twice. Central Coast Mariners. Yep. Uh -huh. I was in Australia at the time and I was trying to convince um, someone I knew to go to the Central Coast game and they wouldn't go. I was raging. I'd be better than trying to convince a stranger to go to the game. <laughs> well, yeah. But I am... Um... <laughs> Some random guy in the subway. Mon must go If you ask me to put my life on St. Jo uh, him playing for St. Johnson, I just... That's totally passed me by. Right, Dundee got me. 
Dundee as well, eh? Mm. Who we signed him from? He's a total journeyman, actually. Try and get a hold of him to do the. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, he's easy enough. He's on Twitter. Or he's mad brother. Where did we sign him from on deadline day? Uh, we signed him alongside somebody. Charlie Adam. Charlie Adam, I think, eh? Aye. Right. That was the, the, the center of the deadline that uh, I was going to say Simon Lattin left, but I think that was the next year. Well, it's funny you mentioned Simon Lattin. The king of Spain. So it's currently 2-0 Ross. One more for him to win. He gets to go first this time. Simon Lattin. Played for, ni- played for nine clubs. Nine? Another, like, see the other players I have written down as well. I was shocked at how many clubs they played for. I know, I, I read it, this is really boring, but I read a thing about, um, it was a Norwich blog on like, where are they now type mm-hmm. players, and Simon Lappin ended up playing for somebody like, it was like park football, mm-hmm. it was like, don't say any names like, just in case, it was like fucking Glenburn Amateurs or something <laughs> like that, um, and I was surprised at how quickly he fell through the kind of mm-hmm. divisions, you know, I've only got three, three, Craig, can you name more than three clubs for Simon Lattin? No? Oh, looks like Ross could be winning this. I've got the exact same three clubs. So, Ross, what's your three? Um, St Mirren, mm-hmm. Norwich, yep. and Cardiff. Correct. So sent off in his debut, as a fact for you. So, St Mirren, Norwich, then he had a loan spell at yeah. Motherwell. I'm not, oh. allowed to, I'm not allowed to go... <laughs> Car- I'm allowed to go. I know a club. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> Cardiff City, Sheffield United, St. Oh. St. Johnson, York City, Kings Lynn Town, and then. How did you expect us to know this? I was going to say Wrexham. Uh-huh. Well, you were name. close. It wasn't Wrexham. It was a team what? called Roxham. Like <laughs> 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 a pro evo team, isn't it? <laughs> So yeah, that is. Yeah, no, I would never. Manchester Reds. <laughs> I remember them once you mentioned them, Motherwell and St Johnston. But mm-hmm. I had Motherwell. Mine was St Martin, Motherwell, and uh, Norwich. I remember when he went to Motherwell and St Johnston because both times I was raging that we didn't get him back. Ah, uh, he's another bring him home yeah. kind of guy, isn't he? A, a Charlie Miller type, wasn't he? Like, need to get linked to his every window for fifteen years. I know. I remember that. Um, Probably, but um, I think uh, Simon Lappin's on that list, isn't he? Anytime he's gonna come to the end of a contract, you need to bring him home. Well, Which, according to Wikipedia, I don't know how up to date it is. He's still at Roxham, so we we could always bring him home. You're taking the fact to Roxham. Not I'm generally. Gonna, look gonna, it up. I'm gonna look that up. <laughs> Aye, <laughs> it, it's something like that. I'm sure they're playing blue and blue and white. Like, uh, I remember reading that blog thing, and it was just where he was and all that because. The Norwich fans love him for some reason, I think. Aye, they, they nicked out and named him the King of Spain and stuff. King of Spain, aye. I think uh, it's similar to Kenny McLean down there. I think he was just a mad Scotsman, basically. Mm-hmm. The yacht, the Yachtsmen. Rocks them, the Yachtsmen. There you go, see? <laughs> so apparently they're a real thing. And it's quite good because... Like village. Because it was a clean sweep 3-0, I have two more players that I can move on to another game, so we've not used up everybody. <laughs> Generally, two players I'd, I wouldn't think were massive journeymen, but seven and eight clubs between them, both of them. So. Can I try and predict who this is? Yeah, no, well, you were very good at picking up Simon Latin, to be fair. I was like, oh, okay. Um, anyway, that is all from us this week. We will be back after the next game, I guess. 
I just um, oh. congratulate the Scottish national team for oh, yeah, yeah, of course. getting to a tournament for the first time in 22 years. Of course. <laughs> Jamie, we'll move on. There's nothing else important. Well, we're a one podcast that delves in the world of misery. Well, exactly. <laughs> well, basically, it's a month. Hence why I mentioned the Scottish national team. <laughs> Especially that, like, see, see when they equalised in that last minute, I was genuinely thought it that was it. Heartbroken. Mm-hmm. And see, watching the penalties, I like oh, most nerve wracking I've been in a, in a long time. But Aye, no, I agree with you, and I think it's, it's it was quite a touching moment when Kenny McLean came on for him again. Yeah, just two young lads came through the the kind of set setup, and then obviously next Saint being the manager, it's quite mm-hmm. quite good. That's uh, what kind of annoyed me about the commentary because. He kept like Ian Crocker and Andy Walker kept picking out what players used to play for Celtic and that and like didn't even mention the fact that former teammates subs like replacing Aye. each other. Uh, I, I didn't quite like that. And then it's just annoying. But especially uh, Stevie Clark only played for two clubs, Chelsea and us. Yeah, maybe with the Scottish, you should have mentioned maybe the, the exit one men um, were part of that, mm-hmm. but. They're never going to do that, are they? Same as Lewis Morgan. One of the reasons why he's not actually in the squad is because um, him and Johnny Russell aren't allowed to travel from America because of COVID situation. That's true. Yeah, uh, and mainly because the two of them aren't good enough. But um, it's not what stopped <laughs> them before. He's their player of the season, isn't he? No, to be fair, Morgan's out playing out his skin. He's fantastic. He, he just needed a club that would put a bit more faith in him. Celtic played them up front. Um, yeah. You've got to think about that. And um, I mean, he's now he's traded in what? Where did he stay in Guruk? Greenock. Greenock. Traded uh, in Gavin Riley for fucking Gonzalo Higuain. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> and he's living in Miami. And, he, yeah. and David Beckham makes appearances every now and then. It seems like an alright life. I uh, know, it's not so bad. Um, he's teetotal, though, which is a waste. Being I, 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 as someone that doesn't really drink myself, I'm I'm happy when I, I see, see players like that. If he was in the Scotland squad, <laughs> no, no chance. You can't <laughs> have, you can't celebrate that with a fruit shoot, can you? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Lee, Lee Griffiths and Lyndon Dykes would have took him aside, I think, and just forced them. <laughs> Lee Griffiths would have went into his magic bag, I think. <laughs> but um, I, I just thought I know we're going off on a tangent a wee bit, but I thought going to Celtic was a bit career suicide for Morgan. It's just good to see him. Mm-hmm. eventually happy and playing for a club that plays him on the wing and gives him responsibility that's all he kind of looked for I think Aye, they seem to they love him see when you look at any of the comments on their Twitter feeds after a game that every single one of them talks about him being the player of the season for them yeah, it's quite that, polar opposite from when get Matuidi and Higuain yeah Aye, absolutely and it's kind of polar opposite when um what was it when Jack Ross went to Sunderland and used to go into a Twitter feed after their their games <laughs> just to read the amount of abuse they got? That was that was good times. <laughs> I still I still regularly go into the South, uh, Sunderland message boards and search Jack Ross just to cheer myself up now and again. <laughs> well, there we go. We're leaving on a plan B. We are leaving on a completely positive note. Well done, Scotland. Uh, let's. We'll, we'll, hi. Well done, Scotland. <laughs> and uh, I'll see you later. And as always, fuck Alex Ray. Fuck Alex Ray. Fuck uh, Ian Crocker and Andy Walker. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> bye. See ya.
Smartcast Network.